gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. The superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the hall of justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Quarantined Hall of Justice. This is episode 178. I feel so bad if you're listening to this in 2023, you're in your flying car and you're going, boy, that was something. Like, this is a historical thing that's going on in society. Forget comics, forget superheroes, forget sports, forget everything. It's it's a monumental thing. It'll be where you were when. And at the time of this recording, there are more United States deaths from coronavirus than 9-11. That's I'm crazy. Sick. That's crazy. Welcome, that, uh, Victor Dandridge. Wow. Not what crazy. a stat, bro. <laughs> crazy. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, that's a sobering statistic. Yeah. Uh, Victor yeah. is back. Uh, Victor had the last two weeks off because we had uh, the great Vanessa Marshall. She's I love her, so by awesome. the way. Uh, Roger Craig Smith, the man. Uh, he was great. Uh, and I've heard a, two people on Twitter said it. Um, I screwed up my mic. <laughs> so I sound like I'm in a wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Craig Smith sounds great, so who cares? <laughs> That's all that matters, man. And of course, um, he sounds great. He's got a plan for everything. There was a thing. This was this was right when the right before the world ended. Like you know, I always say the day that the NBA shut down, shut down everything. Right? Like oh, that's absolutely. the day, March twelfth or thirteenth. And we recorded Roger Craig Smith right before, and it was an all day thing where I had a window. And I got the call, and it was right when I was serving my kids dinner. And I ran to set it up as fast as I can. And I said, can we do it in a half an hour? And Roger Craig had Roger Craig Smith had someplace else to be. He was doing an AMA, Ask Me Anything. Right. And so he, he was cool about it. He just said, I, I got to kind of do it now. And I was like, okay. And I scram, scrambled, and I plugged the wrong wire in. So my mic wasn't plugged in. So my internal computer mic wasn't hearing it. Uh, I know that's a little inside baseball, but that sounds like if you've ever had a conference call, because now everybody's doing these Zoom calls. If you don't have a microphone, you sound like you're in a speakerphone. Right. Because you are young, young people. We used to have these things called speakerphone. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was super extra, guys. Okay, like, you know how when you have the speaker on your phone because you don't want to hold it up to your ear. Right. That's what we had to do in conference calls. That Yes. That's exactly it. So, so anyway, so it was my bad, but whatever. And then last week we had uh, Diedrich Bader. How great was he? You gotta love him, man. He's so good. So good. Such a nice guy. And I, I said to him something like that. He says, uh, he says, are you familiar with my work? This is before we recorded. He goes, are you familiar with my work? 
I said, I'm very familiar with your work. He goes, good. Then there's a chance we'll be friends. <laughs> and I said, okay. And we, and we do the interview. And as I'm wrapping up the podcast, he goes, see, we are friends. <laughs> That's a good move right there. I said, I said was that a test? <laughs> yeah, it was. And you passed. Good job. Good so job. I, I just want to tell you, um, I find, and I'm going to say this forever. If there's one legacy outside of the movie reviews, the legacy of the Hall of Justice podcast is voice actors are nicer than any other human being on the face of the earth. Dude, I'm totally with that. That's a 100% agreement. Is there a jerk voice actor? I'd love to know. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are. No, let me take that back. I know there are. Oh, you know, you know a jerk voice actor. I do. I do. Is it a well documented thing? Like you can say it on the show. Um. Well, let's see. How do I want to put this? The, yes. Yes. It's However, documented? It's, still, it's still an ongoing uh, situation. Mel Blanc? No. No. <laughs> Shame on you! How dare joking, you say I'm that? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, there's. Um, what's interesting is I. Okay, to be very specific. I okay. have not met an American animation voice actor that I've oh, heard negative okay. things about. I have, okay. in fact, heard of um, anime voice actors okay. being being very Didn't difficult. Yeah, no, there's a new uh, Marvel anime series on Disney Plus called Future Avengers. Right, and I'm in. I'm, 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 I haven't started yet, but that's that's going to be one of my my binges. Does look and good. Twenty six episodes because oh, Japanese animation. A, that's, that's none of these six episode Todd McFarlane things. Like this is major. <laughs> Yo, don't be shouting at Todd like that, man. He's uh, listening, he's, man. Come on, he's our boy. He's our boy. Um, <laughs> I saw him at New York Comic Con, which the Javits Center is now a makeshift hospital. That is insane. Like, okay, this is this is me speaking both as. Um, you know, uh, a practitioner in the comic book industry, and actually as a concerned citizen, is it possible legitimately and logistically to have that space ready for New York Comic Con if this goes until June? If this whole situation goes till June, do you think it's feasible that they can have that place up and running, cleaned and, and ready no. No. by October? No chance. I, don't, I can't see it. I cannot see it. No, I think there's a chance we get sports back only okay. if only without fans. Mm. If the virus is under control. Right. And, you know, I, it's very simple. If, if you are wondering when society is coming back to normal, just take a look at the pictures of Central Park. Mm. Central Park, right next to a playground, I might add. There are giant tents that were just erected for makeshift hospitals. There are three makeshift hospitals in New York City, the Javits Center, the Central Park, and this giant Navy ship. And my brother-in-law, who's a paparazzi, who hasn't made a dime on a photo because nobody's out. Uh, he's, you know, I told you he's a paparazzi. Remember, he took the pictures yep. of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and um, what was the other one? Oh, and the Joker movie. Right. And. He, he's, he's not making anything because there's no pictures to take. And he went out to the west side of Manhattan and took. There's this giant white ship. And it's the whole thing. It's for, it's for wounded Navy people. Wow. Like that's, it's for battles. And it's, it's unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable what we're seeing. So if anybody said, I I get this six times a day on Twitter. Hey, when do you think baseball's coming back? And I'll say this. Do you think they're opening Yankee Stadium when Central Park looks like that? Yeah, man, that's crazy. I need five kids to go on the swings first. Get right. There, and then we'll talk about it. Like, yeah. Let's see if we can get a, a game of curveball going, and then we can talk about big league stuff. And then, and and as far as the Comic Cons, the problem with those are, uh, to me, that it's the same logic as summer camp. Right. In summer camp, it's so many kids and so intimate. Well, Comic Con, well, all conventions are like that. There's so many people all over each other, and right. unless this thing is completely under control, I just. I think there's a chance if it's a little under control that you could play sports with no fans in the stadiums. But actually having people there is not a, that's not a feasible thing. Especially. Right. Well, like with, with comic cons, we know as part of the industry that it is kind of a germ farm. We have that colloquial term, you know, con crud, meaning that you've gone and you've exposed yourself to so many people that you're going to pick up something. No matter what it is, whether it's a flu, uh, you know, bronchitis, pneumonia, something that you'll get due to exposure to so many other people and, and elements. So clearly this one is, is you know, it's a no brainer of nah, don't do that. It, 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 no, I mean, and we're not doing the whole episode on coronavirus, but uh, we did the, that right. the impact on the genre is just it, it's major since the last time we did this, because we did this right before the Roger Craig Smith, Vanessa Marshall episode. Right. And that was um, it was kind of right before the world stopped and like literally right before. Right. Black Widow. They still haven't announced. Right. Um, I don't know what they want. I don't know if they know what they want to do. Because well, it's such a massive investment. And do you look at it? There's two lines of thinking. Do you just try to make your money back and not and just say, hey, we're just going to chalk this one up and just try to make your money back or, you know, so or or even take a financial hit. How much did Black Widow take to make? hundred million dollars? Uh, at least. Million? At least. You want to say for the sake of the argument, 200? You want to just say that? It's I, not I, Avengers I, Endgame, so you know it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's I'll not say a, at least 150. Fine, let's say 150 million. You know, it's 150 to make if you put it out on on iTunes now. Charged. I looked at the Ben Affleck movie, right? Because I feel really right? bad for that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it's out on video now. Like right? it's already out on video. And if that movie could, you know, if you put something like Black Widow out, a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Mm-hmm. You'll make three hundred million dollars on home video alone. I would say so. So, do you just do that and just say forget it? Yeah. Warner Brothers is choosing the opposite. Right. And Warner Brothers is taking a major risk, but I understand why they're doing it. I don't blame them. I think it might backfire, but we'll see. Warner Brothers no, no, announced. No. Hold on. They I, announced yeah. August. They pushed it to August, and they said, "Nope, we're getting, uh, we're getting." cinematic just hear me out here's where i think that it might backfire they obviously that's the same tack that they're going to take with james bond right Right. james bond and wonder woman are going to make similar budgets right they're not the same franchise but they're similar in scope and my point is is that this is the same argument that the nfl is using in not announcing their schedule they're having a schedule, right? September 13th right. is week one in the NFL. 
don't tell people that the Packers are playing the Bears on September 20th if you're going to cancel that. True. Don't tell me. And so by having an August date, there's a chance that's going to get delayed again. Right. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have held it like what Disney's doing. I like what Disney's doing with Black Widow. Keep that. Let's let's be frank, though. There's the, the intrinsic problem with them pushing back Wonder Woman, which is it's the second time that they've pushed it back. That movie was supposed to come out last year. And yeah. that's that's going to be a bigger statement on uh, a franchise series that, while was beloved, the overall you know narrative structure of it all, people aren't digging. Like the DCEU is is in such a, a weird state of flux. They need right you know now. players yeah. out there. Like this is this is a this is a bad move for them to wait that long. I mean, because we're talking at this point uh, between EU movies is what two years now. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, that doesn't bother me as much considering, you know, let's get to a world where we have enough tests for people and we can treat all the people and enough ventilators. Yeah, like, obviously, yeah, very I, I don't care problem. about that as much. My point on Wonder Woman is you're doing what all the sports leagues want to do and, and it could backfire. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's, they didn't commit a crime. I'm not crushing them. I just, I'm saying, they they made a choice. They're doing it. It might backfire. Right. Because we're seeing Sony, while they're doing the same thing, they're at least um, giving a lot more breathing time. So, like, Morbius has been pushed back to March of 2021. Um, Ghostbusters is July 21. So they're giving way more space and not even trying to bank on it being sometime this year. Granted, they could right. probably move it up if they need to. But right now, they're putting it out a full year well, because you need to spend your marketing money. Exactly. And you don't want to spend it twice. You know, what right. was the movie? Mulan. They spent millions of dollars already. Yep. Yeah, we'll see how how that all plays out. I, I honestly think that for the most part, I think if they just go video on demand, um, and even if you run that like a month early, I think that would be a huge boon for them before they release it on any sort of streaming service. If they did uh, video on demand for Black Widow right now, then in we'll say May or May 1st, it drops on Disney Plus. They have made a number of, of sales off of that video on demand, you know, side of things. Those people that want to watch it early definitely will pay for it. If you're willing to wait, okay, then you get the benefit of it just being a part of your regular, you know, Marvel stuff. Or um, you can even go as far as within the uh, Disney Plus app, making it an in-app purchase to watch it early. That could be a thing. But I, I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just wait for the theatrical opportunities because I think all of this stuff is going to change. Like, it's, it's not going to be what it was. Um, and, and, well, let me, okay, let's play devil's advocate on this one and see what you think. Would you, would you be open to seeing, um, this is going to be crazy, production studio uh, sponsored drive-ins? I would love it, and I would go. If you okay. told me the Ben Affleck movie was in a drive-in theater, I would go. Right? Oh, and, I think I, and I've be. heard and I've read that they've done that with, like, classic films. Right. But, I mean, I would, I would love, I would do it, and I would go. And if there was a chance, if, especially if it was a family movie that right. I could bring my kids, 
oh my god because we can't get a babysitter right <laughs> we're not letting a babysitter come here because we don't know where they've been exactly so isolation is isolation you know and and drive-ins would be wonderful but you couldn't you couldn't build enough drive-thrins to make your budget so well, that's what i mean like you have you have the um, if you want the absolute quote unquote theatrical experience, then you have the drive-in possibility. If you want to allow for people to watch it at home and make as much money off of that as possible, uh, release it a week or a month early video on demand. Um, if you do 20 bucks for 24 hours or 48 hours, even, um, that's a huge boon because one, you're not necessarily making as much money, um, as you would at the theater, because obviously, you know, the, the cost of things is going to be lower, but you're going to have more people able to buy it than not. Because like you and, said, and what I've it, seen, what I've seen is $19 for most blockbusters. Right. Um, and then for three weeks, and then you can rent it for yes. $6. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you. And then I'm a Marvel guy, but black widow has done nothing for me. I'm, That's I'm not fair. lying. It, That's fair. I, 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 I like her. Right. I, and when she died in Endgame, spoilers, she <laughs> she's no longer uh, interesting to me. So this That's whole fair. flashback, I know how it ends. And I, you right. know, it's my Clone Wars thing. And I, I just don't I don't get it. And so if you told me it's on iTunes tomorrow and it was twenty dollars, I don't know what I would buy it. While. OK, let me ask you this. If you saw it on iTunes tomorrow, 20 bucks and you're like, nah, I don't know. But come next week and it's getting rave reviews and the maybe. notion that you could see this movie with maybe and maybe family. if we had an episode to do like for the podcast well, maybe. Yeah, yeah yeah that's no but no that's, i'm talking but, about in the general sense no, every man kind but of go, thing but go but towards you have to admit like 20 bucks to watch a movie like can you like how how you're you're in new york dude like you're not paying 20 bucks just for you to go to a movie no but so, but i have i have said this i have said this for marvel movies I don't, I see them, then I own them. I own every Marvel Cinematic Universe and I buy the Blu-ray, which comes with the digital. True. So, and I, so it's not like I'm not spending the money. It's, would I spend $20 to see Black Widow? Now, thing. would I spend $30 to see Wonder Woman? In a heartbeat. <laughs> In a heartbeat. My All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. If you're invested, you're invested. I get that. You know, you're all about these movies and all the things with the with 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 those big feature films. I'm fascinated with what's going on with the CW. Right. I can't watch enough. Like these seasons were not amazing seasons, but I need to know how they're going to end. And they all stopped production. That hurts. And, and there's one that is really interesting. And there was an interview that I read, and it tells a story that the other series don't have, and that's Supergirl. Right. Supergirl, they are finished with 21 of 22 episodes, and they have three scenes left of the finale. And here's... Get real quick, because... Uh... <laughs> well, no, and, and, and that's the problem, is... They're the three tech-heavy special effects parts of the show. Wow. They save that for the end. And so Melissa is in every scene, obviously, and she's pregnant. 
that's going to make things very difficult. And to her credit, to her credit, she timed it so that it would be she would give she would show and give birth before they came back for season seven, I think. Okay. Six. And I'm fascinated to see what they do because number one, do you scrap the episode? Right. Because a lot of series, they like Grey's Anatomy, which is not a show I watch, but Grey's Anatomy, they just ended with 21. They're not doing 22 and the season's over and next year is season whatever, 29 or whatever it is. That's going to be so, crazy. So um, the interesting part of that is what do these shows do? And what does the Flash, Batwoman, and Supergirl do? And the Supergirl one's the most interesting to me because they're so close. Right. And now you're going to have to body double her or CGI her, which is expensive. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be tough thing. To, that's a tough dance to move around on that one. And I don't want her in wires. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. heard all those stories. You've heard those stories yeah. about pregnant women in wires and, and in these superhero films, and they're pregnant and they're worried. And, right. you know, none of these stories I've ever heard of that something happened to the kid, you know, because of it. I'm, it's not that dire, it's still, it's still but risk. I don't No, And I, I like Melissa a lot. <laughs> I like her a real lot. I am such a Melissa Benoist fan. Um, and that's, that's my hook to the whole thing. The other right. shows, I, I, I have a very NBA approach to them. The NBA had, right. makes so much of their money on the playoffs that they are willing to say they will compromise next season if they could finish this season. Wow. Wow. Which in the sports fan in me makes no sense whatsoever. But in financial sense, I get it. You get it. You're like, okay. Right? Right. Okay. So take that one step further and tell me, is it worth it? To whatever we can clear and get a crew together and put these shows together, do you finish seasons, whatever respective season The Flash and Batwoman are in, and Supergirl, or do you scrap them and start over? And from a comic book writer standpoint, not a comic book, just a writer standpoint. Right. I don't know why I said that. From a writer yeah. standpoint, do you tie this up, or do you tie it up in the premiere of the next episode? I would, I would, for continuity, depending on what you had happen, I would tie it up as you move forward. But it depends on what major changes you had moving forward and how it's supposed to affect anything else. Um, if it's not, if it's really just kind of a return to status quo, drop it, start all over. Create a, create a, a comic book tie-in or or a book series that answers it much in the same way that smallville seasons whatever you know covered and buffy seasons whatever covered um instead you know use multimedia platforms to fill in the blanks of what you what you had intended to do because now you can't and this, is, this isn't that. a show that we talk about a lot but uh if uh supernatural they get to do whatever they want right the problem is people are going to move on you know what i mean like yeah People are going to, the crew and people like that, they're not going to be, they're not staying with the show. They're going to try to get new jobs. Right. They, they can't. They got to, you know, keep working. So I would say for sure, you know, create a, a way to tell the story 
but don't necessarily hold you know anyone, not the crew nor the fans hostage, that you have to tell it in this format. Um, so that way we have to sit and wait for it. Like you could you could tell it now. You could do script books. You can do um, you know use photos that um, from the set and just kind of tell a story of what you had intended because you know it's still a way to do that. I mean, you, and and that's it's it's a safeguard against if things can't go back to how we want them to. There's still ways that you can do this. I have one proposal, but it's too soon to make this judgment call, so I'm not I'm not going to, you know, get on a soapbox here, but right. in a future episode and maybe what we do since everyone on the planet is quarantined, we find somebody from Warner Brothers to ask this question to. I'm game for that. If you and I are in the room, yeah. right, do I get to be Berlanti? Are you Guggenheim? Oh, that works. That works. Oh, that's who we ask. Mark Guggenheim. He's always on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, ask Mark Guggenheim. The minute you scrap the plans for the season, you call the best artists in comics. Yeah. Yeah. Make them digital animation or dig, you know, do the like the, the motion comics or right. you do it in just standard comics. I don't care what you do. You do that and you say episode 22 of The Flash, I would read that in a heartbeat. Exactly. Exactly. And imagine in that point, you get to go like your heart's intent, like because there's no real budget that you have to adhere to. It's whatever. But but you use your script. So, yes, you you tell the artist, hey, go nuts on the fight scenes. Right. But but. This is the plot, and every line that's in that book, Melissa Benoist or Grant Gustin or one of those guys would have said. Yep. Of course, they finished Legends like six months ago. Right. So, of course, the, the psychedelic show doesn't get affected. <laughs> the one that would probably use this as a great storytelling venture <laughs> is already done. Because we knew that because when I had Matt Ryan on the podcast, we knew that they had two more to go. Yep. That was January. So, <laughs> we, yeah. I will say one movie uh, that you can easily see while you're in this quarantine is the reason we've gathered here today. Yes. Because this movie got overshadowed by the coronavirus in the worst way. Unfairly, man. It's release time was, it was, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. But, 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 let me just explain. One thing. Um, It's timeless. So if you haven't seen it yet, press pause on this podcast and go see it. It's great. And what else are you doing? (laughs) Um, You don't have nothing else else to do. And it's good. Come on. So good. It's so good. It's so stinking good. Bravo to all the people who did it. Not just because they came on the podcast. I said this to you and you said this to me way before we knew what we were getting. Um. It was just, they were great. It's a great film. And it's a film that's based on a book that was written in 2003 when this thing called Elseworlds was such a big deal. Right. And Elseworlds are so cool. There's so many great stories. Um, One of my favorite comic books of all time is an Elseworlds, uh, The Nail, uh, The Justice League of America, The Nail. Love that book. That's a great one. Um, But Red Sun was a book. It wasn't my favorite, it was good. It was good. What I love about this is it modernized it just enough, and the animation is glorious. Like it's the, so yeah, the animation beautiful. is really good. 
And I want to I want to come out there and say that I think that what this movie does that even the book didn't really do was it really position the idea of Superman as a bad guy. Yeah, oh yeah, it did. Like that's not what the book really did. It kind of played with him still being Superman in a lot of, you know, great ways, but this one really leaned into um him adopting some very dark tendencies. It is it, it it's a dark film. There's a couple yeah. of scenes like the Stalin scene is dark. Dude, that's one of my favorite ad, like changes to this adaptation. And that right, that doesn't happen in the book. And and on purpose, I did not read the book again. So the last time I read the book was 2003. Okay. And and I was I just went. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's not the way that happened in the book. It's <laughs> not the way that happened. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the wonder now this was in the book, but they I didn't know they would go there. The um the tying up of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Holy, yeah. holy, holy. Yeah. And wow. And Vanessa Marshall nails it. And there's a real cool point in the episode of when certain voices for certain characters. Like there are certain animated things that Tim Daly has to voice Superman. Right. There are certain times when Susan Eisenberg has to voice Wonder Woman. Right. This is not that Wonder Woman. It's, it's she's not... too different. She's too different. So I didn't want to hear that voice. I don't want to hear Kevin Conroy. And again, that's not because of Roger Craig Smith. Roger Craig Smith playing Batman and Deidre right. Bader playing Lex Luthor. That was the weirdest casting of them all. Damn. And I said that to him because. But it worked though. He sounds like Batman. He does. He does. Can we? Okay. So you, obviously we love Susan and we have a special infinity for her um, without question. Um, the times that Vanessa has played Wonder Woman in the past though, do you think that those features also wouldn't have been great for Susan? I mean, I can see Flashpoint. I don't know. Not being I, don't, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the, so, so the next Warner Brothers film is Justice League Dark. But right. it's supposed to be the end game of that. Right. It's it's this whole thing with the whole Justice League and the whole thing and fighting one final time against Darkseid. And I don't know, people are calling it the Tuckerverse. I've right. heard all kinds of different things about it. And I'm glad that they're culminating with that because I, I just, you've expanded that story so much. Right. And you've incorporated other stories. And I, I, I've said to you, and I'm on record, I thought it, 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 brought something it took something away from the death of superman it brought something away from hush even though right. both are great films but i wish those were standalone i wish batman hush was its own entity so i don't want kevin conroy that's not right. my point i don't want it to be the same guy that has damian wayne as the son and you, you know what i'm saying like i don't want that guy and for superman i didn't want him the guy from justice league war right. i wanted him I wanted him to look like Dan Jurgens drew him. And I want, and I wanted Lex Luthor to have red hair and the long beard and just (laughs) don't worry about how it got there. Like, just put me in that world. Come on. Just put me in that world and make Supergirl matrix and do all that. You know, again, that's my personal preference. That's doesn't make it bad or worse or whatever. In this circumstance, I don't want any ties to anything previous. Okay. Okay. So I thought, and, and I thought, and they, they they did a great job of not making me feel like I knew this guy. The only guy that I said, "Oh, I know him," is Diedrich Bader. Right. 
Because Roger Craig Smith, who was Captain America in the Avengers cartoon, right? He plays this Russian or not Russian Soviet Batman, and you can't tell that it's Roger Craig Smith. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. You believe that he's the Soviet Batman, one hundred percent. And I said to him, I said, "How'd you do that?" And he says, "I had a voice coach." I said, "Good." <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. That's hard. That's really right, so, really hard. So, in terms of your enjoyment of this um you know was it was it immediate or did you have to think about how you felt about this one no i i watched it and i had to watch it in one sitting quickly because i wanted to have the frame of reference for the interviews we did right and i I, but i dug it i really dug it um i was because originally the plan was we were gonna go there was a an la premiere and a new york premiere and the L.A. premiere happened, but right. the New York premiere was canceled because of coronavirus. And that's when it, it all changed. So then it had to get it. So I got it on whatever app. And then and then once I had it, I found out when we were doing Vanessa. Vanessa was the first interview we were doing. And I said, oh, OK. <laughs> I said, I don't want to do that interview because I, I, I don't think it's right. To, to make her do that interview and I hadn't seen the film. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. No, that makes sense. And, and I saw, I was taken aback by a couple of the moments. Um, the ending was cute, but, you know, the ending was the ending. Um, meaning when he, when, when he, when he puts the glasses on. Right. And he's hiding. I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I dug it. I dug it a lot. I don't, it's not a mask of the phantasm love. You know, it's not a under the red hood love. Like under the red hood, you have to take a shower. Like you're that that's an that's an investment. Oh, of when, course. When Jason Todd grabs the Joker and goes, but you let him live. Like that's as good as animation gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's as good as it gets. Um, this it's you're not invested in in the characters the same way you're invested in other films. So there's something missing because he's not Superman. He's kind of Superman. And I thought the, the artwork was so Superman. Like he looked very, very super. Right. With the hair curl and the whole, like, again, it's, it's gorgeous. It's the right mix of there's clearly computers helping them, but it's 2D animation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, it's not pen to paper. Like, Right. It's not it's not Joker's favor from 1992, but it's but it's <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it looks but they're going for that look, you know, right. and the timing of everything was good. I, th- I thought it was great. I loved how they advanced uh, Lex Luthor's hair. Right. Because they were pushing through the years and it was a great benchmark. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. And I know that was in the book. But again, in a in an animated film, when was the last time you saw that? No, nah, it's a minute, man. You don't you don't see Redhead Lex hardly ever. And that's a, that's a big You deal. don't know who he is, and he's Diedrich Bader. Like right? I said, there's the only thing I questioned was Diedrich Bader, only because his voice is so familiar and he doesn't disguise it. Right. Because he's not he's, trying to be something else. No, because they're all they all are, you know. Right. And right. Vanessa, even though she has been Wonder Woman, so many people have been Wonder Woman. I didn't right. automatically say, Well, that sounds awkward. Like it didn't. Right. I, mean, I thought it sounded fine. And Do you know her mom, by the way. Do you know her mom was Spider Woman? 
Really? And I told I you, I just, I just saw Spider Woman. That's amazing. I That's never amazing. saw Spider Man grow, Spider Woman growing up. That was my find. Remember the Disney Plus episode? And I said, that's a series I've never seen and I want to see. I've watched every episode of Spider Woman that's and amazing. I just finished it. And I didn't know that. And I was doing my research for Vanessa Marshall and I said, her mom is Spider Woman. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Spider Woman is a wackadoodle show, by the way. <laughs> it's great, but it's weird. <laughs> They That's travel like, all over the world in a little helicopter. I mean, well, how else are you supposed to do that? Like, like that bug person's in Paris. We better go. <laughs> we'll take pictures of it. Let me, let me okay. go over there. Then. Let me go over there. Why um, is Spider Woman here? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what did you what did you think about the influences of we'll call it the super brand uh, on this particular movie? Um, specifically, the fact that Jimmy Olsen is black. There you go. I think that's Makad Brooks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, but it is. You know what I mean? Because it, it's the same thing. I think it's going to be the future Mary Jane. Okay. Mary okay. Jane Watson is going to be Zendaya. Right. I think Makad Brooks is... It, the, the bold decision was Makad Brooks. That was something that Greg Berlanti did. Right. And I think that this, they played on that. I, exactly. They never called him Jimmy. They called him James. James, yeah, very much and so. What, and that's um, what they called him on Supergirl. Exactly. Shout out to Phil Morris for doing a great job um, carrying the, the voice work on that one. And I thought that was a very interesting move um, as well because for so many times the DCAU doesn't really lean into any live action showcases. But this one seemed to in that very specific way, which I thought was very smart um, considering all the other characters that, like you said, are not exactly as we know them. So to have that little, you know, hint of something slightly familiar, but not quite, it, it was very, very smart. I thought that was very wise. Was there anything in this film that you didn't like? Was there anything in this film that you said, Ugh. Um, okay. In terms of not liking, the only thing that I, I can remotely say that I didn't like is the totality of the reveal at the end of the book. So I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to spoil it. No, no, no. Um, you're on the Hall of Justice. I'm spoiling the book, though. Come on. Oh, the book. Oh, you're right. It's been around for 17 years. If you haven't read the book, it's your book. Okay. So that was one of the things that I thought was absolutely one of the most majestic parts about Red Sun. And it was... All right. Let me, let me, let me set this up for you. So in the way that, for all intents and purposes, Geekdom got really upset uh, at Batman v Superman for not realizing that Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent's mother have the same first name. Um, I think this had a moment like that where what we never looked at was any sort of correlation between Superman's Kryptonian name and the, the letter setups of so many people in his life. So his Kryptonian name is Cal L, right? He is attracted to Lois Lane, to Lana Lang. Uh, his, his arch nemesis is Lex Luthor. There's a lot of L's here. So at the end of the book, what you find out is that it's not Krypton per se that Superman hails from, but a future Earth. Like he comes from Earth. And in all actuality, he's like a longtime descendant of Lex Luthor, who at a certain point, they stopped giving full last names. It's just started going off of that letter. And so 
it becomes a very interesting thing where what Luther is fighting against is his own legacy. Like Ooh. that's that becomes a very interesting showcase and, and uh, idea about why those two men have such an issue with each other. Um, you know what they represent uh, mutually and exclusively, and then in, in opposition to each other. That was the thing that was like my favorite part of how it all wraps up. Um, and that's not in the movie. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to, you need so much exposition to, to get there. I mean, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like it's, it's done in the book as this great epilogue. And I think it could have been done with the voiceover of where mm. things go. If they just used, mm. uh, as Lois Lane to describe it, that would have been dope. Yeah. No, that's cool. Amy Acker, by the way, who was the mom in the gifted. Right. I thought she was great as Lois Lane Luther. Oh, absolutely. I, love, I enjoyed love the, the bedroom scenes. Yes. Oh my oh god, my I was gonna say that. Good That's job. That's crazy. Like, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who got yeah. to animate that? Like they go around the room. All right. You take care of the fight scene. You do the brainiac ship. You do Batman. <laughs> I get to do Lois Lane. To do Lois right. Lane and Lex in the bedroom? Oh, what? Right. What? It's, it's, it's great. Good kudos to them. And it's very interesting. It's a pivotal time in there. And uh, our buddy, uh, Gary Mariano, made a huge Twitter rip of comicbook.com because the Justice League Dark next film. Right. I don't know. Do they have a title? It, it, uh, yeah. Apocalypse, Apocalypse War. Apocalypse, yeah. Yeah. Apocalypse War. Yeah. It, that's their end game. That's the end game of the Tucker verse. Con- new 52 continuity right. that's the end of that so that's the end of jerry o'connell rosario right. dawson um jason o'mara like those guys right and again all fine voice actors not their thing it's just that storyline comes to a close with this film which i love because the comics have moved on right and now i want to know what they're gonna do rebirth baby i'm calling it nope i don't think so no, no. What do you, I what think, do you think HBO Max? I think I think it's uh, Bruce Timbers. You think they're gonna bring it back in some form? Maybe maybe a movie. Are they either gonna do a Justice League Unlimited movie or something? You know that Paul Dini is writing um, a Batman: The Adventures Continue book. Did you see right, that? Right, I did. So that, I did. You, uh, did you see that? guy does a youtube show about new comics um, right <laughs> i mean right now it's kind of stalled but yeah you can't do that show on social distancing we can't do it at all because diamond's not releasing books they're not distributing books anymore no, there's nothing to do with that true well yes and no like fair. you can't have new books if new books don't come in fair fair but um yeah that's a good point um but anyway uh i think i think nostalgia's in True. and the apps have shown that and you know again this is this is a bigger picture thing because my prediction is dc universe app merges with hbo max right or it gets absorbed really right and you know it's just that's my prediction you know and it'll be interesting to see what they go back with because i i just i, I don't know i I think my Brandon Routh theory 
you know, that that's a live action one. That's not animation. Right, right. You know, Brandon Routh plays Superman, and you take me from the end of Superman Returns to the beginning Kingdom of the Come. Crisis. Yeah, right, beginning of Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah. the greatest show in the world. Kingdom I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think they're going to go backwards, not forward. I, and and I don't what? know that there's I, any comic story. Uh, last point. I don't know that there's any comic story that's being made today that warrants the animation treatment and that they'll keep doing classics. Um, Would you do I crisis? Can, I can freely. I can speak freely. Identity crisis? Animated uh, movie? Oh God, I don't want that. I do not want identity crisis. That was too dark of a book for my, for my liking. Um, I don't know if the fatal five did well enough for them to go back and do the Timverse. I don't, I don't think it did. Okay. And that hurts me to say, cause I mean, obviously Bruce Tim is, is legend, but I honestly think that going backwards, you're right. But I don't think that's where we're going to go backwards to. I think we would go something a little bit more in our ilk they would go more super friends and continue that. If you're going to go back, go all the way back and see what you can do. Like music and hall of justice. Yeah. New Cause open. what happens? Like, what happens New if open. they quote seriously? I think that could be pretty dope. I don't know. I don't know. I think they kind of did that. There's a, a Scooby-Doo partnership series that came out right, right and batman and robin are in it and right. wonder woman's in it and they're kind of super friends-ish right super friends-ish uh, i don't know i don't know it's fascinating what they're gonna do we can we can guess and guess and wonder but i like that we're gonna wonder because as they pointed out in comicbook.com got it all wrong they are not stopping the dc universe movies wow they're stopping yeah. that continuity right good just Get new stuff. I want to yeah. see what you got. You have the most creative yeah, yeah. people in the world. I can't wait. Show me wow. new stuff. I can't wait. Yeah, that would be dope. In that the meantime, again, this is not, they do not make us say this. They don't know what we're going to say. As a matter of fact, we have done reviews of this, this, these films, and they didn't love all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so, let me, let me say for the record. Loved we Red loved Sun Superman Red Sun. It's dope. Like that is oh, definitely dope. Um, shout out to Mark Miller, one of my one of my aces, um, super mentor. You've been and a massive fan of his for years. I am, man. I am. So that's why like when this movie came out, I was so enthused about it and loved the differences that they made to the story. Like that's that's the other thing, is like when you appreciate the source material. And can still appreciate the changes made in the adaptation, that means they did a good job. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, you get so hung up on what was that you can't appreciate what the new take on it is. This was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it's 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 something else. I mean, it, it it's it's just a great film. And yeah. kudos to them and Sam Liu, who we need to get on the show, because he's directed a boatload of these movies now. Yes. And you know, he like I said, it just the imagery when Superman is is flying above the, the group, you know, when he rescues the people and he's, he's flying above and you don't need to fear us. 
I can't I can't do the voices, but and, he's, <laughs> it was and, and, the, and the way the cape is flowing and he's hovering above them. Uh, tell me there's been a better Superman floating imagery in animation in the last 15 years. No, I can't. It, it's I gorgeous. I don't want to lie to you. Watch it on a big screen. I watched it on a big screen TV and it was glorious. It's nice. a it's a fantastic film. Um Kudos to all the people that, that that did it. And like I said, um, I will say this about the podcast. I know you don't have as much time to listen to podcasts as people used to, because there's no commuting and there's no uh, nobody's going to gyms, nobody's on a treadmill, just <laughs> own one. Um, so podcasting has taken a hit as a as an industry. Uh, but we thank you for listening to this show, especially if you've listened all the way through. Um, and here's the thing. The episodes that we're putting out, they're better than when we can when we're fighting with people's schedules. Everybody's in quarantine. Somebody asked me, who am I targeting for Sports with Friends? I said, LeBron. <laughs> Why? Because what's LeBron doing? Right, like it's, was he busy? <laughs> Lies. What's LeBron doing? No, he might have uh, Patrick Warburton. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, uh, Carrie Walgren. Uh, we're in the works. We've got so many things in the works. None of it's like locked in, so I don't have dates and anything, but there are so many plans and I have done some rewatching. I saw the 1990 Captain America film. Whoa. Whoa. I've been watching a lot of random stuff. I'm not into the tiger stupid thing that it has no appeal yeah, to no, me. No, I don't know one either, but I have watched, I've been watching Ozark. That's been good. And 3%. Did you ever watch that? No, no. 3%. Very good. It's, um, it's, I think it's Brazilian and it's subtitles. Uh, no, okay. no, not subtitles. It's a uh, voiceover. So gotcha. it's funny. Their, their mouths move, but they're saying different <laughs> things. And it's about this futuristic society where um, the only, only the elite get to live in the offshore. And in order to do that, you have to go through a series of trials and only 3% get in. That's dope. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, I might have to check that one out. Yeah. I went I went old school, man. I uh, showed my daughters Little Giants for the first time. Okay, good. You know, um, a little sports related, a little, you know, female empowerment. It's okay to be oh, you know, multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. So... That uh, my mom and my sister and I were watching Airplane recently because apparently yep. my sister never watched it, and uh, that's a big one. So yeah, I've been going back through like Airplane. a lot of older movies that I just haven't seen in a long time. Sure, we saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, classic, and I had never seen it because if you think about it, eighty nine. If it wasn't Batman, I wasn't watching that. I mean, you couldn't make nine year. Uh, no, I wasn't nine. I was. 15 think 15 year old me wanted to see honey i shrunk the kids heck yeah because of the no sister way. bro come on no way no Man. way all but right the uh yeah no <laughs> that's that's pretty good um there's people from twin peaks in it it's pretty pretty right man like this <laughs> yeah you really get too in some of these movies you're like oh my god i didn't re- oh my god yeah, i know somebody suggested groundhog day i watched that a lot though like you do i have yeah, uh, not one that's that's been forgotten kind of thing yeah i i want to i want to see the marvel anime future avengers i'm into that 
I just want to see what it is. If it's stupid, I'll I'll say it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. Um, and whenever uh, the president is speaking, I put on a DC animated film. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'd rather put on Public Enemies and uh, let Lex Luthor be my prez handling a, a crisis right now. I'm saying it. I said it. <laughs> Regardless of where you are and what you're doing and how you're listening or when you're listening, because you may listen to this later on when, when the world gets back to normal or whatever the new normal is, just please be safe and follow the instructions. Stay home. I know it's hard. I know it's hard and I want to do more and I want to go places and I miss things too. Stay home. Let's get this thing. Let's flatten this thing, get rid of it so we can have a normal life and a normal podcast and all the good guests will tell me they're too busy. <laughs> <laughs> a little snide, little ending. <laughs> but you're right, though. You're absolutely right. You know, guys, be safe. Uh, don't think of yourself. Think of others. You know, let's be true superheroes and uh, let's let's save the world together by staying inside. And don't buy a my pillow. What's a my pillow? Can't leave it alone.